You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you. It's a little bit dark and rainy in some parts of Southern California, but as I looked at it this morning and I said, oh, it's dark, it's a Monday, I thought, you know what, though, a little bit more rain, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep things green around here for a little while longer into the uh, summertime, and I think that's great. It's just such a beautiful place when you think about it, especially when the rain comes and it tears all the smog out of the sky, and it's just beautiful. It's a wonderful place to be. Well, it's fantastic to be with you here today, and you know, as we think about these things, we have to take a look at who we really are. You know, we're Southern Californians, most people listening. I know there's people listening from all over because you're listening on the app and wherever, and we're really glad to have you here. Um, but here in Southern California, we take some pride in that. We pay an awful lot for it. And But I want you to think about your identity in Christ today and what that means to grow in your faith. And I have a guest with us. He is Dr. Uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. And this is a clip from one of his programs where he is talking about uh, being renewed in in our minds. So I want to encourage you, if you're serious about the Lord, you can't just walk through life and just assume that everything's going to be okay, that you're going to be okay, that your thinking's going to be okay, that your action's going to be okay. No, the Lord tells us that we need to take responsibility to be transformed by renewing our mind. So I want to ask you, do you wake up every morning spending time in God's Word, even if it's just reading a chapter or two a day. If you're not in God's Word, my friend, your mind will not be renewed. Rabbi Kurt Schneider is the host of Discovering the Jewish Jesus, which is seen and heard nationally and, in fact, all over the world on radio and TV, YouTube, Roku. He's everywhere. And he's the author of many books. You can find out more at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And Rabbi Schneider can now be heard on KKLA in Los Angeles every weekday at 1 p.m. right here in L.A. and the surrounding counties. He's also heard at 11.30 a.m. on KPraise in San Diego. If you're listening on KPraise, 11.30, that's my old time slot. Rabbi Schneider on Discovering the Jewish Jesus brings revelation and insight on how the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and New Testament are connected. And I think you'll find his teaching and personal application, just like that clip. It builds your faith. It's going to change your life. It's going to instill a greater awareness of God's love. That's what he does. Please welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Rabbi, thanks for being with us. Shalom, and God bless you, my friend. you got a great radio voice there, Pastor Scott. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And you know what? You have a, a great radio ministry. We're really glad to have you on KKLA and KPRZ here in Southern California. Well, praise God. I thank the Lord for the open doors and the uh, privilege that we have in lifting up the name of Yeshua and proclaiming the good news of His kingdom throughout the earth. And it's a truly an honor and a privilege. And it's also a blessing to work with God's people, to get up and go to work every day, surrounded by other believers. I don't take that for granted at all. Yeah, well, I appreciate uh, what you do. And you know what? I was here for 25 years, still doing some pastoring and preaching, and of course on the radio. And you know, one of the things that I learned in all those years is that when I decided to really look into who Jesus is from a Jewish perspective— it opened up my my mind a lot, and both Old and New Testament gave me a lot more to preach and a better insight, and that's a big part of your ministry. You know, what are some things that you think believers would would gain 
a lot. You know, as you teach this, what do you see as some of the, the biggest openings to sort of a, a new insight to who Christ is? Well, there's a lot. But I would say the most fundamental concern that I have and burden uh, that I carry in relation to helping God's people understand the Jewish or the Hebrew roots of our faith in Messiah is to understand the importance of blood. You know, there's mm. a lot of people, Scott, as you know, sitting in our church pews, they, they self-identify as Christians, they believe they're Christians, but when it comes to them believing that Jesus is the only way to heaven, they don't really believe it. They don't feel they have yeah. the right to preach Jesus to their neighbor, to their work associates, to tell them about it, to their next-door neighbor that they feel is a very good person, even though their next-door neighbor is a proclaimed agnostic or atheist. And the reason for this is we as God's people do not understand the foundation of how it is only through blood that mankind's sin can be atoned for. You know, tell us more about that, because I'm thinking as you're saying that, you know, so many churches sit in church, sometimes every week, sometimes once a month, whatever, there are bylaws, you know, tell them they take communion or the Lord's Supper, and that's the grape juice or wine that, that, uh, you know, is the symbol of the blood. But I think you're right. We don't understand that. Well, yeah, and it's so it's so clearly uh, emphasized in the Hebrew Bible and the Torah. The book of Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11, is one of my favorite scriptures, Pastor Scott. It says, the life of the flesh, saith the Lord, is in the blood, and I've given it to you on the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it's the blood, by reason of its life, that makes atonement. If you look at the whole history of redemption, it's always through the blood. You know, Israel was redeemed through the blood of the land that they applied to their doorpost when God's judgment passed through Egypt, and every family that was in a home that was covered with blood was passed over. And then the Lord brought Moses to Mount Sinai, and Moses received the covenant there. And he came back down from the mountain, read the covenant to the people, and they responded, Israel responded, all that the Lord has said we will do. And then Moses sprinkled them with blood. And inside that covenant were the holy days of the Lord, the holy days of Yahweh, the highest holy day, as you're aware, in the Hebrew calendar is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Mm. And what happened on that day, uh, Pastor Scott, as you know, many of your uh, viewers perhaps know as well, but in, the, in, in biblical times what happened on Yom Kippur is that the high priest would go into a sacred chamber, first in the tabernacle, later in the temple called the Holy of Holies, he would bring in the blood of a bull and the blood of a goat, put it on top of the mercy seat, which was on top of the Ark of the Covenant, where the Ten Commandments were kept. And when the Lord saw the blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant, he forgave us into the people for the year. And I could go on and on. They went to the tabernacle where they met with God. They yeah. had to bring with them an animal sacrifice. The high priest, or not the high priest, but the priest bound it on the altar. And uh, as he did, the worshiper laid his hands on the sacrifice symbolically transferring his sin into the sacrifice. Then the priest put the animal to death, the sacrifice to death, took its blood, it smeared it upon the altar. So it's always and only been through the blood. That's why there is no name under heaven by which men can be saved but the name of Jesus. It's his blood alone that solves man's problem and his need for atonement and forgiveness. It is crucial that we as believers understand this. And do you feel like um, is part of the reason that we don't talk about this so much? Is it just a, a modern perception of, you know, blood being connected more to, to violence and the stuff we just don't really want to talk about? Is, you know, what's the reason in your mind that we, we don't come to grips with the depth of this? 
Yeah, Pastor Scott, it gets back to the original clip that you uh, played before introducing me Mm. when I spoke about getting up every morning and spending time in God's words, because believers' minds are more conformed to the world than they are to the written Word of God. And it's the same reason that, uh, you know, we recently launched a movement. It's called Taking the Rainbow Back. The last word is back. Takingtherainbowback.com in which we are bringing to the surface the need for God's people to stand up and reclaim the rainbow and stand against the LGBTQ movement. And why are God's people not raising a louder voice? The same reason that people don't more fully understand the importance of blood. They're not in God's Word enough. They're too conformed to the world. The church has become too lukewarm. We need to be in the Word of God. We need to lift our voice, stand up for what's right. And that means even if what we speak and proclaim and share means that we're going to be rejected, we need to be willing to pay that price. You know, as a Jewish person following Jesus, you know, I had to give up a lot to follow him. Mm. But, you know, Jesus said, blessed are you when men persecute you, say all types of evil manner against you, the spirit of glory will be upon you. This is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Rabbi Kurt Schneider. He is the host of Discovering the Jewish Jesus Rabbi, you know, as you uh, you mentioned the LGBT movement, and before that you even talked about our identity in Christ, I thought it's interesting that part of that movement has a lot to do with, with identifying as something, that there is a lot in our culture today, well, I identify as this, and it's part of that movement, but there's also people who identify as whatever. I think that's interesting, right? Because in a way, when you identify as one thing and not of Christ, you're making a, a very serious theological statement, aren't you? You are. And, you know, it's very sad because there's so much brokenness. And yeah. that's the reason for people's uh, misplaced identities. Most of the time, people that are living in a transgender lifestyles, you know, oftentimes they've come from broken homes. Mm-hmm. Pastor Scott, they've been abused somehow. They've been picked on. Something happened, you know, that um, that 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 really confused them and caused them to identify themselves in a way that is not according to God's divine design. And because of sin, the whole world's broken. So when someone says from their earliest childhood memory they remember being attracted to the same sex, you know what? They're telling the truth a lot of times. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that everybody's broken. You know, that's the, that's the result of sin. We're all broken in some way. But the answer isn't to, to bless the brokenness and for other people in the culture to bless a broken lifestyle. The answer is to tell people how much Jesus loves us, and he's come to give us, to make us new creations, that we could be born again, regardless of how we were born in the nature of the first time through Messiah, we're born again, and we can begin to identify ourselves and see ourselves as he sees us, taking the rainbow back dot com. The movement has begun. How, when we think of our own identity as uh, as Christ followers, how do we take a look at ourselves and say, you know what, this is how I identify as a child of God, as somebody who has been saved um, by grace through faith? You know, what would you advise you know, your, your listeners when this comes up? How do we take a look at our own identity in this culture that's looking at people to sort of define themselves. Right. Well, first, we have to agree with God. I mean, we have mm-hmm. to agree with God. That's the, that's the bottom line. Whatever the Word says, whatever He says, we have to say, yes, Lord, I believe what you're saying. We have to believe the promises of Christ. We have to strive to enter into the fullness of what He's promised. 
You know, Jesus said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Our most basic identity, as we know, is in the beginning, the Lord created man in his own image. He created them male and female. And that's a scientific biological fact. You are what your chromosomes say you are, what your genitalia tells you that you are. You might feel that you're not a man. If you're a man, you might feel that you're a woman, but that's not the truth. The truth is, what is the biology? That's what the truth is. So we have to get into agreement with God, and then we have to pray. I mean, that's the bottom line is in terms of discovering our identity in every way, whether it's uh, in our sexual identity or whether it's just knowing who we are. You know, we struggle with broken self-images and low self-esteem and inferiority complexes and feeling accused and condemned. And we we have to be in agreement with God's Word, and we have to pray. I mean, keep on praying and keep on talking to God and keep on opening your heart and sharing your life with them. And, you know, I say the same thing to myself. And over time, we get transformed, we get renewed, and we become changed into the likeness of Jesus. So many of us, you know, when we do that, we know that this is true. And that's an area of confidence, I think, that we need of our faith. I think we're, like our whole culture, we're we're very much full of fear. This is a, a time of great fear of all kinds of things. And in the church, you know, we have fears about these kinds of things. How would you, you know, how do we get past the fears? Well, it's really interesting, Pastor, because I just was in my office with a guy that does a designing work for us. He's designing a set for us at the NRB conference. And he's not even a believer, mm. but he feels a great peace when he comes into our office. And he, we, say, we sat down, he was telling me, you know, there's so much fear in the world right now. Here was an unbeliever. It's not just you and I preaching that there's fear. This is an unbeliever. I said to him, so much has changed since I saw you last two years ago. He said, there's so much fear in the world. He said, I'm driving and people are so much angrier. So the reality is uh, that we're dealing with the powers of darkness and this really, I think, I think when this thing really broke wide open, this fear that you're speaking of, this sense of gloom and doom, I was in Uganda, I think it was back in, what, 2000. Now, when did Obama legalize uh, homosexual marriages? I forget I what the year it was. I believe it was 2014 or 15. Okay. And I remember I was in Uganda at the time preaching, and when I heard that, I, I literally saw in my mind's eye, Pastor Scott, the Statue of Liberty broken in half. Hmm. I knew that when that happened, that the covering over this country was broken. And that's what's going on. And and and, and I'm not one of these guys that uh, is looking for the great revival. I'm one of these guys that's preaching things are going to go from bad to worse. That doesn't mean we have to have a spirit of gloom and doom, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But we have to be grounded, and we have to get strong in the Lord and his word and in the truth, to be able to overcome, because we're entering into difficult times. That's why people are feeling the fear, and the powers of darkness that are assailing the planet are just going to become more severe. This is what Jesus taught. He did teach that, and I think that we we see that in so many ways, but we also have the hope in Christ that we have. Uh, This is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Rabbi Kurt Schneider. He's the host of Discovering the Jewish Jesus, which you can now hear on KKLA and KPRZ. Tell us a little bit about yourself for listeners who uh, maybe are just now hearing of you for the first time. How did you get into this ministry? You're Jewish, uh, and um, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm 65 years old. At the age of 20 years old, I was very lost in life. I was a very committed athlete in high school. 
And when that ended, I didn't know who I was anymore, getting back to identity. I was Kurt mm. Schneider, the wrestler. <laughs> I got a small scholarship to wrestle in college. I lived, trained all year long. My only goal was to be state champ. Uh, and I never got to that place, but I did get to a place where I felt there wasn't anybody I couldn't beat. But when I walked off the wrestling mat for the last time, I didn't know who I was anymore. Totally lost, totally broken, went to feeling like I was on top of the world and in control of life to feeling paranoid. And I went to sleep one night at 20 years old. No one had ever talked to me about Jesus. I had never read the New Testament. Jesus was as far away to me as a Jew as the man on the moon. I mean, Jesus was just absolutely not part of my universe. Mm. But at 20 years old, I was lost. I was searching. I happened to be reading a book on the New Age at the time. And this particular night in 1978, at the age of 20, I was awoken from my sleep into what I would describe as a state of conscious awareness. Suddenly, I was aware that I wasn't sleeping anymore. I was like supernaturally in a state of heightened awareness. And my eyes were still closed. But in that state, Jesus appeared to me in a vision of the night. It was in color. I could see the terrain that the cross was staked in. Two people in the distance looking at Jesus as he was hanging on the cross. And then a ray of red light, uh, Pastor, from straight through the sky beamed down on his head. When I saw that ray of red light coming straight down upon Jesus from above, I knew the ray of light. I understood the symbolism was coming from God and that God was telling me that Jesus was the way to him. I knew nothing about Jesus other than as an American. I knew the person on the cross was Jesus, but I knew no doctrine. No one had ever, like I said, shared the plan of salvation with me. But that night I knew that the Lord had revealed himself to me and showed me that Jesus was the way to him. Well, and when this happens, it changed your life and it changed basically what you're going to do in your life, the calling of God. I think that matters a lot. You know, when we have an experience like this, does it really uh, change the direction of our life? And in your case, it certainly did. Tell us about your ministry and where it is today, discovering the Jewish Jesus. Well, first, let me get back to what you had pointed out earlier, that there's hope. That's the first thing that happened as a result Mm. of that experience. I had been lost. I was searching. And all of a sudden, when Jesus revealed himself to me, Pastor, hope came into my heart. Hope. And that's what we have. Yeshua is our hope. And that's the message that the world needs to hear. The world needs hope. And that's the message that we carry. We carry the fact that regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of what's going on outside us, that we can have victory in Jesus, that we can have light, and that we can have life. So that's what I've been preaching now for 40 years. I've been preaching, lifting up Messiah Jesus, calling all men and women and children to come to him. He's the answer. He that hath the Son hath the life. You've been able to take your ministry all over the world, and it's amazing that the Lord has been able to bless you in this way to be able to do that. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your your family. Well, I've been married now. We just celebrated, uh, Pastor, over uh, 40 years of marriage, one of the biggest accomplishments in my life. I'm so thankful God connected me to Cynthia, my wife, and uh, just like the perfect uh, helpmate. So the two of us together, you know, completely different giftings and talents, but that's one of the reasons that the Lord has been able to um, use me in the way that he has because of the uh, anointing that uh, I have on my life from my wife and the role that she plays in our ministry. And then we have two daughters that are believers, and I got a great uh, staff of of people around me uh, making it all happen. So just really, really uh, thankful for that. I want to encourage our, because I know our time is limited, I really want to encourage all our listeners, please go to the website, Taking the Rainbow Back. The last word there is back. There's a lot of similar websites. Takingtherainbowback.com. And then my ministry's website, the bigger, larger ministry is DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. 
Uh, my, you know, when you have the taking the rainbow back, I'm going to send that to my wife because it's it's maybe one of the things that really gets her fired up is that she wants the rainbow yeah. back. You know, and yeah. it's a uh, you know, and it's a symbol that has. When you're saying that we're a world without hope, well, we took we got rid of the rainbow. We turned it into something else. Isn't that something? Yeah. When Ezekiel saw the Lord in Ezekiel 128, he said that the, he saw the Lord on the throne. And he said he had a figure like a man, and in the center of him was fire. And all around the fire was a glowing radiance, and it gave off emanations, he said, like a rainbow. Mm. It's such a, a powerful, powerful thing. Well, Rabbi Schneider, thank you for joining me on the Pastor Scott Show. We're excited to have you on the team here in Southern California on KKLA. And uh, also in San Diego, KPRZ. That was my time slot, by the way. I was in San Diego first before I was up here in L.A., and the show's on both stations now. But I was on at 11.30 for uh, a few years, uh, several years, so I think it'll treat you well. Well, praise God. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you for your spirit, brother. I love you, and thanks for having me on today. Well, glad to have you on. We look forward to having you on again soon. There are so many things to talk about. My guest is Rabbi Schneider, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. He is the host of Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and his program is now on KKLA at 1 p.m. every afternoon, every weekday afternoon, Monday through Friday. He's also on KPRZ in San Diego at 11.30 a.m., and I encourage you to look at his ministry at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, Discover DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com, and you can also learn about uh, the Take Back the Rainbow. There's a link right there also at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Rabbi Schneider, thanks for being with me today. God bless you, my friend. Look forward to meeting you in person, God willing, hopefully soon. Yes, God bless you. All right, have a great, great evening. Okay, when we get back, the Pastor Scott Show will take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Good to be with you today. Welcome back to the show. You know, we were talking with uh, Rabbi Schneider, Kurt Schneider, who's got a program now on this station every day. And we talked a lot about identity, and, and identity is something that we hear a lot, right? People have an LGBTQ identity, or maybe they have an identity that is tied somehow into their, their job or their ethnic background, and, and we're very proud of identities. But, you know, sometimes we have, and, and for us, we're supposed to have an identity in Christ, right? Our identity is in Christ, and we are the children of God. And that matters a lot. Your hope is wrapped up in that. But, you know, here we sometimes have an identity because of, you know, maybe the a a feature or something that other people label us with. Have you ever been labeled in a certain way? There is a viral video going around of a Starbucks employee who got in trouble because uh, this person, well, I'm just going to let you hear uh, what happened here. This person apparently uh, was had a certain odiferous quality. Um, at work today, I was sent home for having an odor. Um, our store manager, Faith, pulled me to the back to talk about something. Sam was asked to be my witness. Um, she said that last week someone told her that I had an odor, and she then said that today I smelled of sweat and offered to get me deodorant. Um, I was then told to go back to work because I said I didn't. 
you know, that's a hard topic, right? Have you ever had this happen to you or something like this? Happen? People have this go on all the time, or maybe there's a hygiene issue, or maybe there's something you just don't know about, but other people see it. And it is, it's embarrassing. Have you ever had an experience like this where you've had to, to approach somebody about, you know, some kind of issue like this, or maybe you have had, you've been approached by an issue like this. How'd you feel about it? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. The thing is about it is that you find it to be, it's actually the loving thing to do to point it out if you're the right person to do it. Because what happens is sometimes this is going on with somebody and they don't tell anybody. We got a letter from my son's seventh grade teacher last year, James's teacher. And the email said, I normally wouldn't write something like this to all the parents, but you must know our classroom has become unbearable because of the body odor. And this body odor is particularly because of the seventh grade boys, I'm quite sure. And I'm just going to say that it's all of them. And it was the funniest email I ever... Now, some people were offended by that email. I thought it was hilarious. But I also said, you know, James, and I don't mean to embarrass James, but you got to put the stuff on. You get to a certain age, you got to do it every day. And um, have you ever had that experience before? And it's important because it becomes your identity. These, these are interesting things. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, in God's law, there's a lot of laws, you know, and they're hard to keep. But a lot of them are about health and some of them are about hygiene, you know, it's not just a religious ritual, it's hygiene. And at a certain point, it matters for your testimony, for your ability to relate to people. And it's a hygiene thing. Now, what's happening with this person that we heard about is there's a lot going on here. Okay, so this is coming out from a social media platform that is pushing Starbucks unions, okay, for Starbucks employees to uh, get together and, and form a union, which probably will close the Starbucks. Um, and so there's some politics behind it with all of that. But I've wondered uh, if you've had this experience. 888-528-2557. Uh, Ted, the City of Angels. How you doing, Ted? Yes, sir, Scott. It sure was great uh, seeing you in person Saturday for the first time. I just want to thank you for a wonderful, wonderful sermon. I mean, it was just definitely uh, what I needed to hear. And uh can't say enough about uh, the message you're still doing. You're actually pastoring. Uh, I know Dudley said because he's in, um, you know, um, in another country, and he basically said, you know, that you used to be a pastor, but you're still a pastor. You're pastoring to the world. So, well, thank you. That I don't agree with. And Ted, but, I'm sorry I didn't rate, get. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry I didn't get a chance to shake your hand. I was at. Uh... I was at preaching at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch this weekend, and, and Ted was there, and I know some of the rest of you were there. And, you know, they take me backstage, and they have to take the mic off and do all that. I came back out to find you, but I couldn't find you. You were gone. But it, I did see I'll you across see you. the room, so it was great to see you, Ted. Yeah, I'll see you on the 10th, and then we'll maybe we'll get another opportunity. But I wanted to touch on this topic. Uh, you know, I'd say it has to be probably 15 years ago. You know, I... I'm, I hire, I used to hire a bunch of people in Alcoholics Anonymous because they needed jobs, you know, and, and it was an opportunity to, to share the message of the Lord, you know, even if they didn't want to hear it. But um, I, hire, I hire females, too, and I, ha- I had a girl that I hired, and um, it was in Truesdale Estates, very high end, and uh, I finally pulled her aside. I said, you want to be treated equally like, you know, every other employee, right, Treat, treated 
you know, just like the men, you know, get the same respect. And she says, yes. And I says, I said, I handed her um, some deodorant. I said, you need to, you need to use this. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, no problem. And she kept working for me and, and she, she handled it well. And I know it was uncomfortable for her, but it, it was uncomfortable for the job side. So, and she handled it like a champ, and uh, and then we kept moving forward. So it's sometimes you got to step up. Yeah, you know, you know and uh, it's something you said there, Ted. And I appreciate your call, and thanks for calling uh-huh. with that story. Amen. You know, a lot of employers or other people have that same story where you have to confront somebody because of something embarrassing like that. But a a mature person, they're embarrassed, you know, for sure, right? But they but they respond well to it. And like you said, Ted, uh, she kept working there. It's really hard to do that. And I think we're we're entering a time where you're sort of not allowed maybe to say something. All right. I my first ministry was a young adult ministry, which was great, right? And you know, people they kind of get out of college and they're trying to make it as adults and grow up and you know, we're always at every stage of life we're trying to figure it out, right? There's things that you just don't know. And this is one of the reasons that we should talk to each other. And But unfortunately, what a reality is, is when somebody is a little off or they've got something going on, you know, that's hygiene related or something, we usually don't say anything, right? We We just sort of let it go. And maybe we think we're not the right person to say. And sometimes that's that's really difficult. But sometimes we are. And part of my job in that ministry, as I saw it, was to try to help some people with that issue because I know it's affecting their jobs. This ministry, it was called the career ministry. Today you would call it a young adult ministry because nobody has careers anymore. But back then it was career ministry. And there was a piece of it that was, you know, obviously we're there to help people develop in their identity in Christ, to go out in the workplace and represent Christ, and that's the purpose of the ministry. But there's also a purpose to say you're not going to be very effective in your ministry uh, if you don't take a shower. You know, these things, they matter. How we present ourselves to other people matter quite a bit. Do you have an experience or something you'd like to join the conversation with on this subject? 888-528-2557-888-528-2557. Carlos and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. This is Carlos. Yeah, I was going to share that I had experience years ago at a different church where we would do prayer ministry after the service. And one time the pastor got us all together and gave us mints. He said, hey, we're going to pray for people, you know, I haven't meant because, you know, there's, I guess there's some complaints. So, and that makes, that makes a lot of, that makes logical sense. Yeah. And at the church I go to now, I do serve, uh, I greet, I do some other things, but I usually make sure, you know, I shave and shower and brush my teeth before I start greeting people. Cause you know, I, I don't want to turn someone off from the gospel from me stinking. So, you know, about it. it seems like a funny thing and maybe we don't think about it, but that pastor was a hundred percent right. That if you're on the prayer team and you're going to, you know, be close to somebody and and sometimes those conversations, you know, after church, they're softer, right? Because people, maybe they're sharing things that are very personal. And so they speak, they speak softer and you have to lean in and you want to not offend. And at the same time, though, when, if you're praying for somebody, they might be the offensive one and that might not be the right time to say, Hey, here's a mint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The minister, I think, were more for us than they were for them. Yep, but, it's about yeah. it's about ourselves and making ourselves presentable. Uh, thank you, uh, right. thank you, Carlos, for that call. I think uh, you know it's a it's a great example of what we need to do in it's simple things to make it easier. Okay, for us to be presentable out there, it's something that actually matters. What concerns me is I feel like our culture is moving to a place 
where we say, hey, this is who I am. You know, um, I'm I'm bad breath man, and uh, that's what I'm going to be. And, you know, you can't. It is some, it's just the extra step. It's something that you teach your kids. It's things that you struggle with with your kids. Um, how important is how you present yourself, hygiene, or maybe even how you dress or, or how you would, you know, particularly in the workplace or if you're going to be in, in ministering to somebody, 888-528-2557. Cindy in North Hollywood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Cindy. Um, hi, this is a great topic. Okay, when I was 12 years old, my mother said to me, Oh my! Okay, you're, I have to teach how to use deodorant. Yours is the worst. It's like a guy's. And so then, over the years, I found out that um, that I have there's something different. It's called stress sweat. Mm. So even though I'm using deodorant and, and and I'm thin and active, but when I'm under stress, I will. Um, I guess I get a little more hyper, and then this it's a it's a stronger different odor that comes out and um, it can happen anywhere in the workplace you know out uh, before an event and so um, it, I first was into the real natural deodorants but then I'll use a stronger one at certain times you know yep. and, and and do you know that they they are now this is I do not do this I because I think the body needs to detox um, naturally um, they're now using Botox for when you sweat like that and on the palms. I, I think that's a little excessive. Wow, that's really you going know. over. Do your hands get all puffy, though? I mean, you can't bend your fingers now? How does that work? I, you know, I, I never had the hand thing. It's, it's just the underarms. So yeah. I just, you know, just carry it with me at all times. But, um, you know, I'm... Um, it matters, but though. It, and, but it's to the point where, you know, some people are using uh, Botox. And, yeah. Um, and, and then there's something hand-sweating. But anyway, thank you. A wonderful topic. And, and I really liked um, the other pastor you had on earlier. God bless you. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Cindy, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, if you are listening and you've had sweaty, uh, sweaty palms or something and you've shot a bunch of Botox in them, uh, give us a call. You know, what's that about? Does it work? It's Los Angeles, friends. Somebody listening has done that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back for your calls. Penny, I see your calls and others. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation and tell us about the Botox in your hands or whatever. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Monday edition. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. And I am very upset. I, During the time where I was back on the floor and trying to perform work again, I was beside myself with embarrassment and and. I couldn't focus on what I was doing because I've never felt so demeaned or or condescended to um, and just made to feel less than and all under the guise of trying to support me. That was a clip from a video that's going viral of a employee at a Starbucks who was sent home because of an odor 
as uh, my wife will sometimes uh, say uh, to uh, our little boys, you have an odiferous quality and you need to take care of that. And, you know, there is a pilot political part of this story and other things that are kind of going on with it. But at the end of the day, this happens a lot. This happens in all kinds of life. Sometimes we have to be told that we're doing something that offends. Have you ever had this situation, either where you've been told or where somebody you've had to be in a position to tell somebody? How did that go? I think it affects uh, a whole lot for our life. The number is 888-528-2557. Penny in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, Penny. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, I had an experience a long time ago. I was going to an organization, Foundation for the Junior Blind Los Angeles at the time, and they had activities, you know, on Saturdays, and then they had day camp during the summer. Well, this happened during the summer. I was um, taking a tap dance class, tap dancing class at the time, and um, the teacher you know, uh, said, you, had, you, need, you need some deodorant on. I guess I don't remember, uh, remember if I put some on that day or not. I might have been, a, you know, maybe a kind that didn't really work on me. So yeah. she um, got some kind of deodorant spray, or it was a spray that smelled really good. And she just sprayed into my arms and, you know, <laughs> all over a little bit. And I was fine. <laughs> you know, I took it well. Yeah, did you take it well, or was that hard? Did she do it in front of other people, or did uh, she just kindly pull you aside and say, hey, try this? Well, I was like, uh, I think I was the only one in the class. Okay. Like then. Yeah. And I think it was before other people came. I don't know. But anyway, she took me aside and put me with this. It smelled like white odor's perfume. I don't know. Some deodorant. I don't know. I wish I knew what it was. I'd get some. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I try to keep, um, you know, I sweat because I exercise too. So I try to find a deodorant that, you know, that'll work on me. It's kind of yeah. not easy sometimes. But yeah. Especially during the summer. It's really hard because I, I sweat, you know. Right. But, um, yeah. But it's important so to pay attention to, you know, to because it, it it's a relational thing, ultimately. It can affect your job, your relationships, other things. So uh, it doesn't matter, doesn't it? No. It, it's like, you know, like I, I put some on uh, I put some on this morning, and I put some on um, late, you know, yeah. uh, just a little while ago, you know, just to keep them smelling. I don't like to smell bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Penny, thanks for sharing that, and uh, I'm glad you got that advice. I think it probably helped you very much, and uh, it matters. I've noticed on my uh, particular brand of uh, uh, deodorant, it says 72-hour protection. What do you think, Wilbert? Should I test that out uh, coming in here to the studio? Uh, Scott, we might ask you to leave. <laughs> three days. I'm going to go three days without a shower just to test this out. And uh, I don't know. I probably have some kind of class action case for uh, false advertisement, I guess, I mean, if I did I've, that. I've actually had to do it before. <laughs> I, I worked at a, uh, uh, I'll say, one of the many theme parks out here in California for a very long time. Okay. And during the summer months, it would get very hot. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes people forget stuff. Right. Uh, so, yeah, there was one guy who always forgot it, and we I had to go to, like, upper management because we didn't want to be that person to do it. Yeah, yeah. Did they so take it, care of it? It turns into that. Did they take care of it? They they took care of it. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, you got to do it. You really got to do it. I appreciate that. You know, I always wonder about that. You know, the people who have to wear, like, the uh, the goofy outfit or something, like, what if the last guy was Mr. 73 Hours into his uh, 
That's got to be a rough job. 888-528-2557. Pam in Ventura, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey there. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Pam. Uh, Hi, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I've got a couple of things. First of all, without naming the names, that 72-hour stuff works. So (laughs) I have (laughs) Have you tried that out? Would I be okay to, like, say, you know what, I'm going to skip the shower today? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, be convinced in 72 hours, but I have tried it, and it is great. So go for that. <laughs> all right, um, all right. <laughs> maybe over the maybe I'll give it a shot over the weekend, and then I'll sit somewhere in church and see if anybody says anything to me. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Well, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you said. Um, I used to be a fifth-grade school teacher, and I had an incident similar to your uh, your seventh grade son's teacher, but we in the fifth grade were responsible for, I can't remember what they named it, but we were supposed to educate the children as part of the health curriculum in hygiene. So the men would do the men and the women would do the women, Well, or the boys and girls. And one year we had no male men in fifth grade, so I had to do both. And only fortunately I was a mom, so it, it helped. But one of the things that we had to talk about was hygiene and deodorant, and I had to demonstrate how to do it. And, oh, man, did they love that. That was the best thing they ever saw. You know, <laughs> you roll it like this and that there. Well, anyway, so I did that, and I had the same thing happen as your teacher where the kids were just coming in stinky, especially after recess. So I did the same thing, the same email. And, but it was two boys and girls. So nobody would feel like it's just you. And I, everybody appreciated it, or at least that's what they told me. So I just wanted to say, people, it is how you present it, loving, kindly, and they may receive it well. So yep. go for that. Uh, <laughs> that's th- my story. I think you're right, Pam. And uh, good luck with that uh, deodorant thing there. We, beware of the yeah. 73 hours. <laughs> I <laughs> You'll like it. All right. right. Thank you, Pam. (laughs) You know, the same brand has one that's only 48 hours, so you don't want to get confused, you know, on which one that you have used. 888-528-2557. You know, there's a part of this that is what Pam just said is so right. It's all in the delivery. It's all in how you do it. And, uh, you know, some people, I worry about us today because we're a culture that gets offended so easily and that is so wrapped up in ourselves that I, I think like this person we've been listening to, there's another agenda with that person, uh, but um, if you follow that story. But it, it matters. I had a guy, young guy, who was in the young adult ministry, nice young man, kind, and just seemed kind of normal except for a couple of things. Number one, he had a he had an odor that was noticeable, and he also had this haircut. This haircut was, it looked like a Mo Howard haircut. You know who Mo Howard is? Three Stooges, Mo. okay? Larry, Moe, and Curly, he's Mo. And it was sort of just plastered down with so much goop, you could almost see your reflection in it, right? Bowl cut. And he came from another young adult ministry at another big church. And he said, I'm over here because I just need some advice because nobody talks to me over there and they don't sit by me and they don't and I, and he said, do you know if I want to come for a few weeks and I want to see if you notice something? And I said, I already noticed something. And I told him, I said, number one, you got to use the deodorant. He said, well, I do. I said, well, you got to change the brand because it's not working. And sometimes you have to do that. And then I said, you know, your hair is unusual. 
And he says, well, I'm not trying to, I like my hair. I don't want to conform. I don't want to be, you know, it's kind of the thing back there is, you know, you don't want to be conform. I said, it's not conformity. I said, but it's just, it's just sort of normative hair, right? I said, go back over there and look at all the other guys and how they're wearing their hair and find out where they get their hair cut and go there. And you know what? This kid, he went back there. And I say kid, he was probably 23 years old. He went back to this other church and did all that. He changed his hair, put on better deodorant. And he called me a few weeks later to say, you know what? It worked. He said, you know, the first week when I came in, he said, everybody was nice to me. <laughs> it can make a difference. You know, I mean, somebody over there should have told him, but sometimes we feel like we don't want to. But, you know, there's there's two things I want you to hear from this topic. It's a fun topic and it's it's, I think, a serious one. But number one, uh, the way we present ourselves to people who have an issue, it matters. And that matters even in serious things. If they've got an addiction or a sin problem or they just need to hear the gospel, the way we do it matters a whole lot. And, you know, if somebody is going to be convicted of sin, it's not it's not going to be comfortable. And that's good. That is okay. But then you walk along with them and how you present it in a loving, truthful way, it matters. And then, you know, the specific things with the hygiene stuff, if you got to confront somebody. The other thing to keep in mind is some people, some people who I've talked to, part of the hygiene stuff is that they're going through something personally. They're going through something really difficult. There's emotional things behind it. And some people just sort of give up. And you should know that on the back of your mind, maybe it's somebody who just doesn't know and they need to get a clue and they'll be grateful. Most people, I think, will be if you are kind about it. But also know that there are some people who are having troubles, and you gotta you gotta stick with them through that and pray for them, and kind of help walk them through that. That goes on with with a lot of people today. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, you know what? <laughs> we had some laughs. I am not going to try that Wilbert with that deodorant. I've laughed about the seventy two hour thing. It's right there. I don't want to say uh, you know say what it is, but. Uh, you know, some of you played football and your position might have been right guard. Anyway, uh, you know, maybe that works. I used to carry around, uh, seriously, a, uh, you know, a spray version of it, an aerosol version of that. I don't know if that's still legal. Do they still have that? Like, is it, or is it killing the ozone and we had to get rid of that? I don't know. Something like that, that happened out there, but these things matter and, uh, it matters in, in how we relate to other people. And I think maybe the best advice we heard was if you are on the prayer team at your church and you're praying with people after church, put a mint in your mouth. You want to make sure that you, you are presenting the gospel well and that you are presenting well. All right, Pastor Scott Show. We've got a, gr- a great guest coming up, Dave Cox from Zoe International. We're going to talk about something important that's going on in California w- with respect to uh, human trafficking. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.